Welcome, everybody, to On the Air with the IWFFA. I'm Diane Berylson, your co-host, along with Miss Raina. And this is your September 16th, 2021 show. And uh, let me bring on Miss Raina. Miss Raina, how are you? How you been? I've been pretty good. I've been up and down a little bit. Uh, but other than that, I've been pretty good. How about you, Diane? I was a little under the weather myself, but I'm good now. It's really tough when you're under the weather because I stopped my exercise routine. You know, I ride my bike uh, every morning about eight miles and do my sit-ups and push-ups. And, you know, when you're not feeling good, you don't ugh, you do not do that. So then when you feel better, I- I'm a little bit out of shape, but I'm, I'm good now. I'm good now. Good, and, good. I'm glad yeah. to hear it. So we had a great August, the IWFFA. We had our promotional tour in Jamaica, and that was phenomenal. That was really great, man. We went there August 16th to the 23rd. We had a woman from Spain, Claudia, join us. Phenomenal woman. My right hand at all times. She came to learn the eight on eight style because we signed up. Bain is falling under the umbrella of the IWFFA. We're going to have promotional tour in Spain next year in August. We'll have a sanctioned IWFFA tournament. So it made sense to bring a Spanish woman over to the U.S. to join us for the Jamaica promotional tour so she could learn and bring it back to Spain. And it was, um, you know, Jamaica, we went to, I would say, neighborhoods. They call them parishes. Have you ever been to Jamaica? I have not. It's one of the countries I'd love to go visit. I see, you know, scenes in magazines and television advertisements. It looks beautiful. We didn't go to the uh, beach. We were all flag football every single day. And we had lots of girls. Oh, it was so much fun. It was hot. It was hard work. But we managed. The women are sharp. These women are tough cookies and they are smart. You know, when you're teaching anything and you get those real intelligent questions in your spiritual education you know what i'm talking about you get uh, such a bright i do i do and you know it, t- it takes a lot of determination for people to become like that because it's so easy for people to fall into fear and victimhood in life but you know but that's one of the great things about sports is it kind of puts you in that mindset of hey you know and you can take those qualities into your life well for us it was phenomenal the women women from jamaica you know when we go to these countries we instill a bunch of things one is that every team has to have a female captain, every league has to have a female representative, and every country a female ambassador. So Roger Salmon, this fellow started the Jamaica men's flag football. Their league is called Jaffa. And he contacted me years ago. We, we knew each other off and on, maybe like 10 years. And anyway, last year he got serious and he says uh, he wants to start up the women. They want us to help them. They want to join us. And what a wonderful guy. He worked like a dog. He was humble. You know, I can imagine a a man listening to me might be annoying. You know, we want women to rule their own sport. You know, it sounds like I'm ostracizing the men. Not really. What I'm doing is I'm encouraging the women to take those leadership roles. Anyway, so Roger did a phenomenal job. Dr. Stacy, she's the women's representative, did a phenomenal job. All the Jamaican girls and women were fantastic athletes. And we're going to see them in Key West. They're coming and I can't wait for everyone to see their athleticism. They're just phenomenal athletes. And so we put a plus on that promotional tour. Well, I think that's great that, uh, you know, that the IWFFA is expanding. And I think I could just put another two. I think I put three Fs or something. 
that in there. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know, it, honestly, I think it's great. And I can't wait to see these women. I know I'm going to miss the P-Town Classic. And I know we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But I would love to see them. And, you know, you were saying about women in leadership roles. Oh, absolutely. You know, promoting women doesn't mean we're putting down men. And I, if there are men listening to this, and I hope there are, I think that's important for everybody to understand that promoting one group of people doesn't mean we're putting it down. So I think it's great that these women are doing this and I and I'd love to see this Jamaica team in action yeah yeah they're going to be very exciting they are fast and you know before I left um well you know we had to wear our masks once we arrived you know the when you travel internationally you have to show them a negative COVID test and once we arrived we had to take another test just so we didn't have to quarantine and then when we were leaving Jamaica we had to take our COVID tests so you know that stick up the nose but it was well worth it so that we we uh, we could go out into the streets and do our flag football as soon as we uh, the next day when we arrived there so let's see what else is new our website is new hello have you seen our website yes it is beautiful it's sleek it's sleek it's got a nice new design to it we're still working on it by the way you know when you revamp redo your website oh my god it's a lot it's a lot of work Kudos to LMC because uh, that's our management company that made it happen. There's still a lot of work to do, but, you know, I'm 62. Our website was, you know, I had the 1997 (laughs) and it it looked aged and now it's got that sleek look. That's what I've been told. And I think it is. It, yeah, it, does. It, it looks beautiful. I, it really does. It, it, it's refreshing. And, and it just looks like it's well put together. So whoever did it, it did a great job. Yeah, well, thanks. And then also, you know, we are rebranding ourselves the IWFFA. We have a new logo, yeah. nice and sleek. So big things a- ahead of us for the IWFFA. Listen, why don't we take a break? And when we come back, Miss Raina, Let's talk about a few other things. Officiating, however, is going to be on the top of my list. We're going to talk about officiating, the importance. We're going to hear from two coaches. And so we'll be back in just a few. The IWFFA is for girls, juniors, women of all ages teams and loose women, individual players. We welcome all levels of play, whether you're a novice or the best of the best. It's all about uniting under one umbrella female flag football all over the world. Women should rule their own sports, and we do. So join us today and experience the excitement. Female flag football at its best. And we're back. You're on the air with the IWFFA. I'm Diane Berylson, along with Miss Raina. So, Miss Raina, when you're playing any sport or specifically flag football, what's your opinion about officiating? Well, it's definitely one of the most important parts of the game. You know, with good officiating, the game goes smoother, I I think. And especially in a close game, it could actually go the way it needs to. I I know that under the last couple of years, especially in, in men's football, professional football, there's been a lot of scrutiny with the officials in the NBA. And and it really does make a difference having a good official, especially one that's attentive. Wait a second. The NBA, you say they've had some trouble? 
Yeah, the NBA was having a trouble a few years back with officiating and having a lot of calls that just weren't that like it was all over YouTube a lot of times and everything. But yeah, there was just there was just a lot of officials making terrible calls like they weren't even really happening and they were flagging them for it. So, wow. Okay, well, I want to share with you, I had asked that questions. What do they think about the importance of officiating with regards to their teams? First, we're going to hear from Coach Kelly, and then we're going to hear from Coach Venetia Lee. So let's take a listen. What makes a good official? Good official is somebody that knows the rules and will stay true to the rules, to the T, only loyal to the sport, not anybody trying to persuade them. So they know the rules, they officiate exactly. Exactly. Even if a team is getting slaughtered, they don't give them any mercy, just call the penalties the way they are. You got a story you want to share with us? Good officiating story or a lousy officiating story? When you're in the game, it goes by so fast. And when you're on the sidelines coaching it, it goes by even faster. You know, there comes a time when you would hope what you see, they see you, but you know, they might've been seeing it from a different angle and not seeing what you're seeing. So what do you think about players officiating? Officiating flag football when their team is not scheduled to play. What do you think about having female players as officials? I think it would be good as long as they knew the rules. I mean, obviously, if you're playing, you should know the rules pretty well. I know that some coaches slash players have already done that. So, I mean, I appreciate the help, but obviously they've had to go through the courses to be officials. Venetia, you played in many sports and flag football. We're talking about officials. What do you think is important for any game regarding officiating? I think officials play a, a vital role in the game in all sports. You know, as a player, you always want to show them respect because you always want to make sure you get fair calls. So you don't want to come into a game and, you know, give any attitude, but also as a coach, the same applies. You want to make sure that you're respecting the officials as well because, you know, you have that stigma that if you come off as a mean player or coach, you know, the officials are not going to give you good calls during a game. Do you have any bad stories or good stories about official in uh, any of your games? Yeah, I've had a few instances where, you know, we felt like we had bad calls, but I, I think that's everybody. I think everybody's have had quite a few of the mix. You know, you had officials that you felt like there were great officials and they just, you know, they they got everything right or minor mistakes, but you know, you'll take it because you're not going to get every single call. You know, I don't believe that anybody that's, that's a true athlete or coach believe that they're going to get every single call. That's why I like to stress the importance to my players that, you know, you determine the game. You don't let it rely on the officials. We should never be losing or to a point where that one call is going to make or break us. That's the way that I, I view the game. So in your opinion, with your philosophy for your team, an official cannot blow the game. It's the team who determines whether they win or lose. Yes, I believe so. I mean, I've had instances where, you know, you, we've gotten no call and it was clear as day that, okay, we were the underdogs going in. And in that instant, you know, you're you're playing against about nine players at that point if they have three, then 10. But there's other instances where, you know, you can't really blame the official because it's a close call. And those close calls, you can't really put it on the official because it could go either way. So I like to stress the importance of when we have those games where, you know, we go into every game where, you know, we're the underdogs and you're fighting. We shouldn't be at that point where we're 
neck and neck. And then we have to, you know, we're on the wire one call where I had a game the other day over the summer. For example, I'll give you an example. It was a close game. We were up. We allow the team to come back and score. Now the game is tied and they score again. And we have the opportunity now where they go up by, I want to say one point. And we had an opportunity to score and, and we did, but the official called a moving screen. Now in that example, maybe some players or coaches would say, oh, that's the official's fault. But for me, we should have never been in that position. We should have never been in that position where it's that one call that caused the game. So what do you think about IWFFA? We let the players officiate when they're not playing. Their team can be competing in the tournament. And when their team is not scheduled to play, we let them get out there on the field and officiate. What do you think about that? I think that that's a great idea and a great thing because now you have the players, you know, having the other perspective, the other side of it, which is the official side. And, you know, they can see how tough it is now to be an official in that situation. It's a lot of pressure for them as well. But I do believe when it boils down to it, officials can make or break the game. I do believe that I just have a different concept as a coach and player where we shouldn't be in a score-to-score match where it falls down on the official. So, Miss Reina, uh what did you think about what Coach Kelly said about uh, respecting the officials? Well, I, I agree with a lot of it. You know, as a player, I can see both sides. And I think that's the important part about it is understanding that, you know, we're all human. First of all, the officials are human. They make mistakes. The players are human. We make mistakes. And so it's it's really one of those things where, you know, yes, you have to respect the officials because a lot of them are really trying to, you know, they're working hard. They're running up and down the field with you. They're, they're trying their best to do it. And as players sometimes we get excited because you know this is our game and we want to win and and sometimes our competitiveness comes out but I think that's really the golden message is you know is that officials are human and sometimes they do make mistakes sometimes they do miss a call or they make a call that's not there but yes at the same time sometimes you know the art the team puts themselves in a position as well that is going to cause the game to uh, you know to falter and not in their favor you know I thought it was interesting coach Venetia Lee said that when I asked to what she thought about players coaching in tournaments that their teams are competing in and coaching when their teams are not playing in the tournament. But she loved the idea of that, especially because players then would understand what the officials go through. Yes. You know, I myself officiate and I remember one year in Sweden, it was 10 games, 10 games in one day that I officiated, man. And I had to look at the chains to, to see which direction we were going, you know, it is not easy at times because, well, first of all, all I'm focused on is I'm watching for the penalties. I'm watching for the penalties and I don't even know what the score is sometimes, you know, and I believe that the women do a great job. Our players, El Salvador, Scandinavia, Denmark, Sweden, Norway, we had the women officiating in their tournaments and did a phenomenal job. But, you know, not just that phenomenon having good quality officiating but you know when the teams are helping really in the competition itself it changes the flavor and you can break down a bunch of reasons what the dynamics are but I just love that camaraderie because then the games are nicer then you get really good quality flag football instead of cheap shots you know everybody's trying to work together you know what I'm trying to say I I do and, and that's the important thing 
something about uh, uh, sports is is that's the way it's supposed to be. But I think sometimes we get a little ahead of ourselves and we let our competition or the competitiveness in us get ahead of us and we lose sight of what's going on. And especially when we lose emotion, that's why I always talk about emotion with people because once you lose emotion in a game, you're done. And, you know, the ref could be the nicest, the most accurate official that you're going to have and then all of a sudden make a mistake or call something that you didn't see that you don't agree with that actually could have happened and it can go downhill from there but it's, it's one of those things where I think that yes if, if you understand that the officials are trying to work for the you know be impartial to both teams and whatever team comes out hey that's the way it goes then I think that it brings us to a better understanding with them you know it's hard sometimes to officiate a game where one team is getting slaughtered but you have to be fair to both teams and that is just calling the penalties and not taking sides because once you are not objective once you start favoring one team for whatever reason you lose your credibility I know I've seen plenty of tournaments where I would say that the officials lost the game you know and that's really rough I think in those moments then I take my team and I just say you know look the officials are human they're making mistakes we got to just override it you know don't get sucked up exactly what you said once you have a player who's emotional who loses their temper you no longer have eight players on that field you've got seven as a matter of fact listen in Norway I remember there was a game and it was hysterical there was a very energetic guy we had officiating and he followed very close that he followed very closely the ball carrier (laughs) he was right behind her he was right behind the ball carrier and right behind him was the was the defender and the defender there was no way the defender could grab the ball carrier's flag because the official the official was blocking (laughs) and it was just so you know but we get what we get but another reason why we want we want our players to officiate is because then they're going to know the rules And I'm amazed how many, you know, forgive it. I'm not saying all of the teams, but there's a lot of women in America who don't know the rules. And I I attribute it to watching football on TV, you know, so you know how to catch, you know how to throw. You get the idea of the rules, but some of the penalties, you really don't know the rules in and out. And that's your disadvantage. And with our international teams, they got to read the rules because they've never seen the tackle football or the flag football before. They're playing it for the first time. And I'm really surprised at how many American women don't know the rules. So we encourage teams to have players on their team officiate and we'll pay them during that they could play in the tournament that they're competing in and we will pay them to officiate because it's going to make them better players as well so you know the funny thing is is you were talking about the rules and I think that's very important because a lot of people know the rules but they don't understand why they're there and I think that's what makes a big difference is understanding why the rules are there like like I remember in the P-Town Classic I come from 7 on 7 a lot of times and then I switch to 8 on 8 and it's different where you got to put your hands and everything and I think actually you called me on a, on a penalty and inst- and I was like and I was like what did I get called and then you showed me you're like hey this is there and you said put your hands here and and you showed me where and why the rule was the rule and I understood it and from that point on it 
it wasn't just you know for for that sake, but it was also for my hand safety and other things and i think the players have to understand that i and and if you're listening to this i hope you guys do is understand why the rules are there and what the purpose is especially for player safety like even in the nfl they have the no helmet to helmet because people are getting concussions left and right and, and you know that could paralyze that i mean there's so many reasons why and i know in flag football it is so easy to jam your fingers i mean we have no pockets for a reason and that because if you go for a thing and you get your finger caught in the, someone's pocket and they run and twist you could break your finger so i think that's really important for people to understand you know you brought up something that's really interesting you know i'm going to stereotype again i've seen guys first of all i've seen great fantastic male officials and uh, don't get me wrong but uh, i have also seen male officials who don't know the rules and when a player will ask a question why they got the penalty the official will intimidate them i've yet to see that with a female official i see the female officials because we're all flag football players explaining and teaching and the ego doesn't get in the way you know it's different us women when we're out there on the flag football field there's a lot of hats that some of the women are wearing They're, they could be a player and a coach they could be a player and, and a, an official but the officials the male officials they are only the male officials they're not a player and it makes a difference you know if that's your only position then you're going to look at everything in that light but when you wear the different hats you have compassion with the other parts of the game did I make my did I make my point do you understand absolutely I, I do and, and you know and, and I have seen I have seen that you know and I'm not badgering the guys because yes I agree there are some great male officials and I know some personally uh, but but you can't allow your ego to get involved in this remember like you know as an official you shouldn't care who wins or loses as long as it's a as long as the game is fair and competitive that's all that matters but even in softball we have that you were talking about people getting slaughtered and everything and you know what's funny is we've had officials that start calling us out and start saying, oh, yeah, they caught it when they really when they kind of bobbled it or it was kind of close. And, and that because they don't want the other team to lose so bad. And we've had f officials that have just not liked our team and and, and call us on everything. And mm. it's like and it's like and then you start losing the passion for the game or you're just like, OK, well, you know, I don't even want to like some I've had been on tournaments before where we've actually left the tournament because of an official. And there's oh. also tournaments that we've had that we absolutely love. Like we request, oh, we want this official because they're, you know, they understand the meaning of what it takes to be official. So yes, I, I understand your point, but yeah, it, it, it can't, you can't allow yourself to get involved like that. Wow. You actually walked off the field because of an official. Yes, yes. Yeah. Because, because wow. We've had, That's... Yeah, I've had an official tell us, well, we just, I just don't like your team. I don't like some of the players on your team, and you guys are just cocky. And, and uh, we have, I play for great teams. Like, I do not play for egotistical teams or people that are cheaters or anything. Like, even though our teams are good, I make sure that the people are of quality. And for them to say that, I took it kind of personal, and I was like, wow. And then all of a sudden, you start seeing the little calls happening and the strikes that aren't strikes and the balls for the fate, you know. And then finally, one time, uh, we just were just like, all right, we're done. We're out. We just packed ourselves in the middle of a game and we walked off. Wow. Well, yeah. oh, that's, that is, that's sad. That's yeah. sad. Um, 
I know also, you know, there's some tournaments that has hundreds of teams. And I've heard many complaints about the officiating. When you have such a large tournament, it's really, really hard to have such a good quality of officiating. That's one thing about the IWFFA that I love. You know, our tournaments are more intimate. Four to eight teams, I like. I like those numbers. And then we can control the officiating, you know. Key West, what we're doing for January is we're bringing the players onto the officiating field. And for any listeners out there interested to get your national certification, IWFFA, we are, it's very simple. You read the rules, you join us for two, two-hour Zoom sessions. You'll take a written test. If you pass, that'll give you your national certification. And if you want your international certification, that's more involved. You're going to have to do mechanics and be tested on that. But then you'll have your international certification. And so it's the instruction is phenomenal. Brisida Beltran, she's the director of female officials. So anyone out there who never officiated, who doesn't even know the rules, please, we encourage you, learn how to officiate to make women's flag football a better sport. And so uh, just contact us. Really quick before, because I know we got to take a break. I just want to say for those of you thinking about becoming an official, remember that you're going to help girls grow into themselves and what I mean by that is that you know joining a sport it can be challenging trying to figure out there's many life lessons to sports that you can take out and and grow with as far as a person and officiating does help in those because you're you're a teacher you help people learn the game you help people understand themselves and they help push them into an area of growth so if even if you don't know anything about flag football you're kind of new to it and you feel like you're interested in officiating I really highly suggest you join it. And you know what else, Miss Reyna? Think about traveling to a tournament and you want to help pay for your travel expenses. Boom. That's This is one way that you can pay for your travel expenses. So, okay. So listen, let's take a break here. And when we come back, we're going to talk about flag football news and it'll be just about 60 seconds. Have you registered for the next IWFFA tournament? It's easy. It's fun. It's flag football. We welcome all ages and levels of team play from highly competitive, competitive, social, beginners, juniors, and girls. And we want to see you and your team on the field at the next IWFFA tournament. We offer tournaments throughout the year and around the world. Just go to our International Women's Flag Football Association's website. Experience the excitement and play IWFFA, female flag football from all over the world at its best. See us on YouTube, our website, and email IWFFA at IWFFA.com today to join. See you on the field. And we're back. You are on the air with the IWFFA. I'm Diane Burleson along with Miss Raina. And Miss Raina, 
we had our flag football news for September. We get it the first of the month. Thank you, Sarah, for making that happen. What did you think about the flag football news? Well, you know, well I'm a little biased, so I always know that it's, you know, I always think it's great. <laughs> but, you know, the flag football news is very important informative for the IWFFA. And, it, you know, it has a lot of great stories. I know I didn't put a blog in this month because I was a little under the weather, but it really shows the community together. And I just, I, I always enjoy reading it. I love the story by Allison Wood, Coach Allison. She does a a piece, Let's Talk Flag Football, and it was about the huddle. Know what to do in the huddle. And it was just brilliant. It's, you know, some parts of the game, if you break it down, it makes it so simple to understand. But the huddle is crucial. I mean, that's one thing that I implore with my players. Quiet in the huddle. The only one who could speak is the quarterback. And it's just organization for the offensive team. How about your huddles? How do you... Uh, well, you know, well, I I love what she said because yes, the quarterback should be the only one to speak because they the quarterback needs to direct. If there's all you know, it's just like anything. If there's too many people, there's too many generals. Nobody knows what they're doing, you know. And if you're talking, you're not listening, and that's important because you know we everybody needs to be on the same page. I don't know how many times I've been a quarterback and someone's looking around or or talking or or whatever they're distracted, and then the play happens and they don't know what play they're running and I throw the ball and it's either a complete miss or it's intercepted. I like to have my quarterbacks call the plays. You know, when they're taking the snap, they're scanning the field. They're going to execute that play, but they're deciding, they're thinking about the next play. And that can be determined with the success or failure of that current play. And so they see everything. The other positions, it's really hard when they come running into the huddle. Oh, I got an idea. I'm free. Here's a great play. It changes the verbiage for the rest of the players. I believe in having concise verbiage. I like using a number system. Yes. You know, the right receivers, number seven, pass pattern down and out, give it a number one. So using a two-digit number, 71 means it's the right receiver. She should go down and out. It's quick. You only have 30 seconds in the huddle. So these things, you know, I, I I see a lot of coaches spend a lot of time working on their offensive team plays, but l- these little things about huddle formation, crucial, crucial. Thank you, Allison, for writing that. That was a great story. And yeah, anyone no, I, can pick it up on our website. I, mm. And I agree with you there. It, it, it's funny how, how is, if, if everybody's understanding their role, because that's what it is. It's, it's nothing personal. It's just a role. Everybody has a role to do and I think that's great she talks about you know when you go there you know understand the plays don't start making up plays and everything because it does take time and then it confuses the team and a lot of times you know we're not professional athletes a lot of us and a lot of us you know are doing this for fun and the moment you start changing things especially when you have the game plan down pat you know a lot of times people start to get confused and that can really mess up the team or cause your team to lose that game yeah I uh, you know things are going south for my team I'm coaching I'll tell them we're not going to make any changes till halftime I'd like to get some players used to what we've been practicing and if I change it in the middle of the game you could do it with the better teams but I don't forget I coach my little girls and uh, it's not about winning it's about them understanding their positions so uh, but I would wait till halftime to make any major changes you know 
I gotta say, I love that photo of you with the with uh, the little girls in Jamaica, and then yeah. I just, especially the faces they're making. <laughs> I saw that photo and I started laughing. I was like, that is so such a perfect photo. Listen, so I want to give you the, a little story about that. So we come to this parish, that particular parish, very poor, and the field was run down. Goats, a lot of goats running around. That was wild. And here come the boys. The boys want to play. And I tell them, this is the rule. I'm going to teach the girls and then the girls can teach the boys. And they were really respectful. They were really good boys. They started out watching us. And then uh, Coach Roger took the boys and started working with them. What a great time we had. They, we were grabbing flags, sweeping, catching the ball, throwing the ball. And I'm telling you that 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 is a great photo because you could see the smile. You get to feel her emotion just by looking at that photo. That was Claudia who took that great photo. Claudia, oh, my uh, MVP from Spain. She was great. Thanks for noticing. Another thing in the flag football news, stories for the Forward Pass magazine. This year, we're doing one issue of the Forward Pass magazine that's stories about female flag football. And October is our deadline. We need any stories you want to share with us. You're welcome to share with us. Write the story. Send us photos. We'll put it in the Forward Pass magazine. So we did a call for stories from the women. Next year, we're going to have two issues. And it'll be every year we'll have two issues. We used to have two issues, but it got overbearing, and that's why we went down to one. But we're going to pick up two again. And, ah, coming up, P-Town Tournament. So we got four teams in the tournament this year. And we, the loose women's team, the roster is always open. And we invite any woman who would like to play in the P-Town Tournament who doesn't have a team, come join that loose women's team. And you did play with the loose women, didn't you? No, no, I, I've always been with my team. But, okay. but I, I, I play I played against them and they were always a great group of girls and actually they probably were one of the toughest girls sets of teams that we played it we we almost lost to them and it came down to the last couple minutes with them that's right that's right we had a what a what a variety of athletes we had a MJ from Honduras very strong athlete we had Maureen Travis our oldest flag football player you know how old she is uh 66. 72 72 nice. 72 she registered this year she's playing oh, good. and she's good. she's receiver and then she also plays on the secondary defense and i'm telling you i'm so proud of her you go maureen you go so anybody who wants to sign up for the loose women's team or come watch the games they're going to be great games pittsburgh's playing blue wave we've got uh, jersey rhode island combined and then we've got our p-town loose women and what else let's see from the flag football news what else do you see there miss reina um i actually was gonna say that about what, what you were talking about i noticed that the ford pass was on there but also i i you know what i gotta be honest with you i i saw the pictures of the el salvador thing coming up but i i'm really missing i it, i'm just heartbroken that i can't make the p-town classic and it's just you know it's just it's just heartbreaking because it was such a good time but i will be back next year for sure 
Oh, that's nice to hear. That way to go, Miss Raina. So we'll miss you. First order, we love your team. You, you, your team is filled with really, really great athletes and great attitude and just really fun to play against. We also have next April, the Flag Football Festival. And next year is going to be our very first in El Salvador where players are going to, or women, you don't have to be an athlete. You don't have to uh, join the Flag Football Festival for our flag football clinics, but we're going to have training for every position on the flag football field. Plus, we're going to have workshops for women's empowerment. We're going to have indigenous women, spirituality, women's poetry, women's music, women only. And that's going to be in El Salvador from April 10th to the 17th. And we're going to feed you. And uh, all you got to do is bring your tent and sleeping bag and your cleats. And that's going to be something phenomenal. We had this discussion didn't we miss reina was it either on the air with the iwfa or between you and me on a phone conversation i, I believe we did because i'll tell you something you know our flag football especially in the united states is closely associated with the nfl hit a hard take her out you know win 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 and we're a woman's organization first that uses the flag football to teach leadership skills and it's really hard the challenge for us is to get away from that mindset that mindset by the way that was structured by the men you know it's amazing in this world in our society how influenced we are by men i mean there's a lot that i i do because i've learned from the men and we want to create the female style of playing flag football which is more exciting it should be played with finesse and strategy because we are cognitive very cognitive and we want to build that female spirit and we believe that that's going to make a more powerful female flag football player. Now, what do you think about this philosophy? I, I agree, absolutely. I, I mean, any, anytime you can have someone grow and, and understand themselves in that way, I think is very beneficial to them. But we're going to find out how successful we are in El Salvador. Right now, you can buy a round trip to El Salvador for $169. Wow. Check it out. Check it out. Yeah, that's very cheap. I would buy the ticket now, even if you're not sure whether you could make it or not. That's April 10th to the 17th. And in 2023, we're going to add another flag football festival in Sweden. Oh, wow. Nice. Very nice. Yeah, yeah. I would, so I we got to go to Sweden. So we got the north and the south. Yeah. And then, you know, while you're in Sweden, we'll go climb some mountains, do some hikes swim in the lakes but you know it's it's more than just flag football it's about uniting and creating bonds with one another so i think that's it for the flag football news what else would you like to add miss reina i i think basically you covered it you know i, I really like the discussion about the female officiating and just kind of understanding the rules and why they're there i, I think that you know understanding you know again this is sports and sports is supposed to be fun and a lot of us you know even at times I've lost myself you know because you just are so competitive and you know you, you want to do good but at the end of the day you know it's really about people just getting together and having a good time and understanding and realizing that the officials are there just trying to make your experiencing that much better so I think that sometimes we got to give them a break because like I said earlier you know they're human they make mistakes we're human we make mistakes and and as you said earlier sometimes 
sometimes we put ourselves in that position and, you know, it's not really, you know, it, it could go either way. You know, that camaraderie, when you watch a flag football game, do you enjoy watching a slaughter? Even if your favorite team is winning, do you enjoy it? No, I, I, I don't. Uh, you know, it, it's funny because the other day, the, I'm a Notre Dame football fan. And the last two weeks, uh, you know, the first was a nail biter back and forth and back and forth until overtime when we beat FSU. And then this week we were supposed to slaughter a team and they gave us a run for our money. And I was like biting my nail. <laughs> by names, but but I'd rather have that than I mean, because I get bored, I turn off the TV if it's like 42 to six. Yeah. Yeah, because then it's then there's no excitement. So anyway, listen, Miss Raina, I want to thank you very much for joining us for the show this month. And uh, as always, next month, it's going to be our Spanish on the air with the IWFFA. How do you say that in Spanish? On the air, gone el IWFFA. I don't know, man. I I, I don't speak. Yeah, me neither, man. Because my father spoke Spanish, my sister speaks Spanish, but me and my mom don't. Is that right? Well, listen, our listeners are going to hear MJ, Paola, and Maria. And so that'll be out October on the air with the IWFFA. And for all you listeners out there, you can download the app for Anchor. Anchor hosts our podcast, and you can receive just our flag football podcasts, which makes it nice. You can keep it in your phone for easy listening. And we last month, we ended up getting quite a bit of compliments on our show. And we are going to have a live show soon enough. Most likely November, we'll bring on a live show so that our players, coaches, anyone can call in and speak to us. So, okay. So everybody have a great rest of your September. We'll see you back in November, but you'll have MJ, Maria, and Paola next month for the Spanish version of On the Air with the IWFFA. Take care.